A recent Massachusetts court ruling has a major impact on employers who terminate an employee. Find out more on the next On Air with Myrick O'Connell right now. Hello and welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. On this episode of On Air with Myrick O'Connell, we're talking about a recent ruling by the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court that all Bay State employers need to know about before they terminate an employee. When an employee in Massachusetts is involuntarily dismissed, state law requires the employer pay them final wages on the day they are dismissed. Now, if an employer delays making that final payment by even one day, the employer must pay the employee triple the amount due. Attorney Jonathan Siegel, partner and chair of the Labor, Employment, and Employee Benefits Group at Myrick O'Connell, is here to explain what it means. Jonathan Siegel, welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. Thanks, Howard. Great to be here. So where did trouble damages come from? How did we get to this point? Well, uh, we have to go back in time a little bit, starting before 2008, which is kind of a key year, because that's when the law was amended to add automatic triple damages for, you know, if an employer owed uh, an employee wages didn't pay and there was a lawsuit, the judge had the discretion to decide if triple damages were warranted. It was at the discretion of the judge. Mm -hmm. And that could depend on, you know, was it a simple error? Was there some additional malice or, or reckless disregard for the law on the part of the company or employer for failing to pay that. And if it looked, you know, if it looked like that was the case, then the judge could award triple damages. Well, the legislature kind of took the discretion out of that consideration by amending the statute in 2008 to add automatic triple damages and reasonable attorney's fees. So if you're owed, your employer, you know, owed you 500 bucks and there was a lawsuit then and it was proven that amount was owed, then it would be tripled and the employer would have to pay triple plus attorney's fees, which uh, which adds up. So what happened is that really encouraged plaintiff's lawyers to kind of shoot first and ask questions later and run to the courthouse because... If an employer realized that they failed to pay everything someone was owed, and that can happen anything from vacation pay to regular wages to commissions or or whatever, they then hurriedly cut a check to the employee to try to neutralize before the lawsuit was filed to kind of neutralize a claim for triple damages. And so when plaintiffs filed suit. This has now been, you know, a few years ago, a case came out to say, basically, if the if the amount was paid that was owed, let's say a thousand bucks was owed and it was paid, it just wasn't paid on time, then whatever interest accrued during that delay on that money owed, that could be tripled. So there was some case law, although not appellate case law, a few years ago that basically led us all to believe that if someone was paid late and you paid them, before they filed suit, that that neutralized, essentially neutralized the treble damages claim. And that's why there was this race to the courthouse. So if you beat the plaintiff uh, and paid them anything you thought they were owed, then at the very most, if there was that delay and interest accrued, whatever that might be, then you would have to pay triple the interest, but not triple the amount owed because you've paid it before a lawsuit was filed. So, Jonathan, can you tell us what happened in the latest Supreme Judicial Court case on this issue? So, in this case, the Reuters case, 
It involved a woman who worked for the city of Methuen, and she actually was terminated for stealing uh, from the city. And the city waited to pay her unused vacation time for about three weeks. I'm not sure why, maybe because they were unhappy that she had stolen. Maybe they were trying to, you know, kind of hold it hostage, whatever the case is. But then they paid it. And they paid it before a lawsuit was filed. And they thinking, I'm sure they got advice from an attorney who said, well, pay triple the interest to just try to neutralize any claim. And and they did. And so this case got filed anyway and made its way to the highest court in our state, the Supreme Judicial Court. And the court basically said this whole thing about tripling interest. No, the whole thing gets tripled, even if it was paid before a lawsuit was filed. So in her case, she was owed about nine grand and, you know, she was paid that, but then, you know, cause it's triple damages. So the city owed another two times that amount on top of the single damages plus attorney's fees, which I'm sure were thousands of dollars because the thing litigated and, you know, made its way all the way up to the SJC. So what started off as a relatively small amount mushroomed into this multiple damages case. And it's a real cautionary tale for employers. Massachusetts law is very strict when it comes to payment of wages. If someone quits, you have to pay them on the next regular payday. But if someone is terminated, you've got to pay them as you said in your opening, upon termination. And if you're even one day late, now we see from this case, you might end up having to pay triple damages and attorney's fees, uh, or at least triple damages. If the attorney, you know, if if someone doesn't hire an attorney and sue yet, you might want to just pay the, pay the triple damages to avoid the attorney's fees part. It's a very difficult uh, situation to be in. And that's why employers have to be really vigilant about final payment of wages, particularly upon an involuntary termination. This may seem obvious, given what we've just been talking about. Is there any remedy for employers here? Well, not really, except to, to comply. And as I said, be vigilant. And what's challenging in these times right now can be that so many people are working remotely that if you, if you terminate someone over Zoom, for example, you've got to pay them their final wages right away. And, and so it's not like, you know, when the statute was written years ago, and the statute is really, in my opinion, the problem more than the case for this automatic, not only automatic triple damage, when you combine it with you got to pay on the final day of employment if you terminate someone. It really makes it tough. So in a case where, let's say, you know, you're terminating someone over Zoom, or if you're terminating someone who's not in the office that day over the phone, you know, whatever it might be, if someone's working remotely, then make the next day their termination date instead, even if you have to suspend them and say, don't do any more work. Tomorrow is your your last day. You're being terminated tomorrow. Make sure they get paid through tomorrow and make sure they get their final wages overnighted, send it FedEx, signature required, whatever to be able to prove you did pay their final wages uh, on time. If they have direct deposit, that's another way you can pay them very promptly if, if you can make that happen. That's not always a panacea. Because even that, sometimes there's some process involved there. So that's really the the remedy is to, if you can't pay them on that day, you want to tell them of their termination, then postpone the termination, even if the message 
of the termination happens on a particular day. Is this ruling retroactive or only good on terminations occurring after this mass SJC ruling? That's unclear right now, Mm -hmm. but it may very well be retroactive. Uh, And if you think about it, the case itself is in a way retroactive, right? Because the town didn't know that it had to pay her triple the amount it owed and thinking it would just based on the existing law at the time, thought it was okay, or or at least some cases that were out there to pay her triple the interest. So uh, yeah, employees who in the past and there's this three-year statute of limitations for wage claims, didn't get paid on time. They may be lawyering up and uh, looking for triple damages and attorney's fees. So what's in the past is in the past. And the most important thing is worrying about making sure that you're in compliance going forward. And I should say, too, I mean, oftentimes people get paid their final pay, but that final pay is not correct, right? So sometimes, for example, commissions can be challenging where the company, even though it's the amount of money is due and payable, they delay that payment for some later time. And that can be dangerous if it was, in fact, due and payable. Sometimes commissions are not due and payable at the time of termination, and you have to pay them later. And as long as you pay them when they're supposed to be paid, you're okay. But, you know, and then what if you calculated overtime incorrectly? You know, so so they, in other words, someone gets paid, but they don't get paid as much as they should have been paid. There's all kinds of different pitfalls here, potential pitfalls for money not being paid on time and then, you know, having to pay triple damages and uh, attorney's fees. Absolutely. And I think you've covered a lot of this, but what are the biggest takeaways and advice for employers that you'd have, Jonathan, kind of bottom line here? This kind of a case is a wake-up call in general to make sure you're in compliance on your payment of wages, how you classify employees so I think it's it's a good time and a good reminder to, to make sure you're classifying people correctly, meaning if they're non-exempt employed based on the duties they perform or, or the amount of money they're being paid or how they're being paid, make sure that you don't just, you don't, you know, you pay them overtime if, if they should be classified as a non-exempt. So make sure your classifications are correct. Make sure your processes are solid in terms of processing final pay. And if you're a Massachusetts employer, knowing, you know, the difference between if someone quits versus if you terminate them involuntarily and having to pay them right away, making sure you don't make any unlawful deductions from people's pay. That's another potential pitfall that can uh, get you into trouble. So all of those things are good steps to take to try to avert something that can be start off with what might not be a big amount of money, but can really mushroom when you talk about not just trouble damages, but if the case gets litigated, you know, you might owe 15 grand or something, let's say, but the attorney's fee amount could be 30 or 40 grand that could actually exceed the amount of the debt for the unpaid wages. So it can really add up. And if you've got any questions, talk to your employment attorney about how to make sure you are in compliance with Massachusetts wage and hour laws, which are among the strictest in our country. I mean, many states have laws that permit employers to pay, regardless of the reason for separation, next regular payday or within 72 hours or 48 hours or or whatever, some breathing room. Massachusetts, not only is there no breathing room, if if you terminate someone, but it could cost you more than even the amount you owe. We're talking with Myrick O'Connell attorney Jonathan Siegel about a recent ruling by the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court that all Bay State employers really need to know about before they terminate an employee. And um, 
If folks want to talk to you about this or any other employment law issue, how can they contact you? Well, they can call my direct dial, 508-860-1474, or email me at jsigel at myrickoconnell.com. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Howard. I'm Howard Kaplan. It's On Air with Myrick O'Connell. Take care and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. (laughs) 